welcome to the Rusty George Podcast. I'm honored that you're taking some time to listen to this. Every Monday we'll be coming to you answering questions that you submit. Feel free to send in a question, hashtag RG Podcast, and we'll be talking about stuff in the church, in the world, and of course, in sports. Really glad that you're here. Hi, what's going on everybody? My name is Josh. I'm the online campus pastor here at Real Life and with me uh, as usual is Rusty George and we are fresh off of the 1130 service here at Real Life so uh, we've had a full morning of action and we are just adding adding to that today. So It's been a busy day, even a holiday weekend. Very <laughs> yeah, busy for sure. Here. And happy Labor Day to everybody. Absolutely. Um, Labor Day week, so that's a nice three-day weekend so you can spend listening to this hopefully we'll get it on tomorrow and uh, have that ready for you guys so happy that you're with us and um rusty so we've been going through the when you then god uh series we just started it last week and obviously you know you wrote the book about it so <laughs> the first question is why write a book about that and what's what's that all about kind of explain the title and kind of why you wrote it yeah i think for a lot of my growing up i viewed the statements in the Bible that say, when you do X, then God does Y, as conditional statements for his love. And so for a good portion of my life, I felt like God loved everybody else, but not me. And I talk about that a lot in the beginning part of the book. And once I came to realize there's a difference and that there's unconditional love, but conditional blessings, it was an, a kind of an eye opener for me. And I was so blessed by that. I saw it as a chance to partner with God, not to earn his approval, uh, but to just see him work through my life and into others' lives as well. And so I just wanted others to, to know about it. And so the concept's kind of been with me for several years. We did a version of this several years ago called If Then, um, <laughs> but it was more of a devotional, and this is more of, a, of an actual uh, book uh, mm -hmm. with 10 chapters and the whole thing. So yeah. uh, that was the goal. Cool. Very cool. Um, we got a question online earlier. You mentioned the conditional blessings. And we got, we got a question online. A person was concerned that it sounded like an ultimatum. A lot of these, you know, when you, then God statements that appear in the Bible. It sounds like kind of like this ultimatum of, you know, if you don't do this, then God's going to, mm -hmm. you know, destroy you or punish you. Mm -hmm. And if, you know, if you do, then you're in the club and everything's good. So mm -hmm. how would you respond to that concern? Well, there's obviously some of those moments. You look through the Old Testament where God tells people and gives them ultimatums, uh, mainly there to people like uh, you know the Egyptians who are enslaving his people and those involved in injustice. Right. The, the win-thens we're talking about are the, um, the blessings, the other side of the coin, the, boy, I can't wait for this to happen in your life, but I need to know that you're going to be part of this. And it's a lot like um, you know, in our relationships where we, it's, we do this dance of trust and God's love doesn't change, but he does kind of wait to see how much he can trust us with. Um, and we, we earn that in little steps of responsibility. Yeah. Now, you, that word blessing is mm -hmm. um, people automatically get a little bit weary. <laughs> like when right. you say that, <laughs> me included. Like of course. Being of cynical nature, it's like, you know, people mention blessings about the most random things. Like I've heard, sure. oh, well, my refrigerator started working today. What a blessing or, you, right. know, you know, something like that. So how would you personally define blessings? You know, I kind of um, view blessings as like icing on the cake. Um, there's so much that we've already been in some ways you could say blessed with. Yeah. I mean, to live in America at this time in the world, uh, we won the lottery. And there's so many people that, that don't get that opportunity. So in some ways it's like we're all blessed, 
But there's like this other level um, stuff only God can do that you just see him show up and do in miraculous ways. Sometimes it happens in relation to money, as we talk about in one of the chapters, and we'll talk about yeah. in a couple of weeks. But sometimes it happens in the relationship of, I got to see my friend profess faith in Christ. That's a blessing, mm-hmm. and that's something God was involved in. Um, it could be the blessing of becoming more Christ-like. So you see there's a theme here where these blessings are not just for our own benefit, but they're to benefit and to further his plan. Yeah, that's good. Because oftentimes we think of, you know, we think of blessings as things that only benefit us. Right. And, you know, one of Jesus' commands to his disciples um, that he has in the Bible, it's, you know, it's kind of like this remain in the vine aspect that you talked about in the message. Um, you know, he says in, in the Gospels, if you desire to be my disciple, then you will pick up your cross and you will follow me. Right. And we all want to remain in Jesus, but the cross isn't necessarily something we want to pick up every day. No. Um, and so how does picking up, uh, you know, our cross daily, uh, how does that help us to remain in the vine as well as practice the fruits of the Spirit in Galatians that you were talking about while also, you know, remaining in this, you know, blessing even when it doesn't necessarily benefit us. I think that's a big one right there. That's the whole die to self thing. That's the surrender idea. And once we can get over ourselves, then God can use ourselves. Uh, It's just a matter of us dying to self. I think the die to self thing obviously is true. We just assume that always means the worst possible scenario when oftentimes (laughs) it's just you know, say no to yourself. Um, yeah. Let other people go first. Hold the door for somebody. Yeah. Don't always get your way. Don't always order your favorite pizza. Just uh, find a way to say no to yourself. Uh, you know, the, Jesus also says, my burden is uh, easy and my load is light. And so there is a great freedom in this as well. Um, yeah. I know people swing one way or the other. Either it's prosperity gospel <laughs> or it's poverty gospel, you know. And somewhere in between is where God provides if we live in that truth. That's good. That's good. So it hit me today just, you know, listening to the message too and kind of reading some of the chapters in the book. Like what what role does prayer play in these mm. principles of particip- participation with God? Like say, I, you know, I'm skeptical. You know, if God has a plan for my life and it's going to use me and impose his will on me no matter what, like what good does it do for me to even pray for those things? Right. So, Well, I think prayer has several different uh, elements to it. We, we mustn't forget that God does change his mind. <laughs> yeah. We see that yeah. uh, several times in Scripture, which is so interesting. Prayer actually can change God's mind, but yeah. prayer also aligns me to God's purpose. And so the more I pray, the more I begin to think like God. I, I just read this from somebody the other day. You know, the, the more we pray, the less God has to shout into our lives. It's like we're able to hear him clearer and recognize things as, okay, well, God's in this, or this is of God, or this is what God wants me to do. And that only happens through prayer rather than just waiting until we really need something and begging him. Yeah, that's good. It's it's almost like it's it's an openness, like you are opening God's presence through your prayers that you pray. It's like almost like a channel. Um, Like we don't have to beckon God to show up or care. Right. Um, He already does that (laughs) quite well. Right. And um, that leaves a tremendous freedom on us. Um, And especially, you know, I think of that Chronicles when you then say, you know, when you pray, then, you know, God. Exactly. God will hear your lamb. That's right. Um, So, and, you know, people obviously can, misuse that a lot but the principle is there that you know when you are open to god's presence god works yeah and i heard it described years ago as like you know the 
the radio signals <laughs> traveling throughout, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, in our midst right now. But it takes a radio to kind of channel that in to even hear the song. And I think, you know, God is active and, and present all the time. But when we take time to pray, then we begin to actually tune in and see him. Yeah, that's really good. Cause, especially because many of us don't live as though God, many of us live as though God is not present. And right. we have to like beckon God to care and show up in our life. Right. And in that garden imagery in John, like with the fruit and the vine, there's a sense of cultivation. Um, it seems like like plants don't just grow. Um, you know, neither does nature just kind of dictate their growth. A healthy garden has to be tended. Right. right? It has to remain. Like the word that's used there is kind of abide or take right. up this permanent residence in that passage. So branches don't just visit once in a while. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, so they're yeah. And Go there's ahead. that there's that other piece of it that we miss. And you have to remember, Jesus lived, you know, first century on the other side of the world. Yeah. in a different culture. And their timetable is a lot different than our timetable. You think about the metaphors he uses from farming to gardening. Um, these are all long processes. Yeah, um, And even God's timetable of, you know, letting the Israelites wander for 40 years, um, letting there be a 400-year gap in between the last prophet and Jesus. God does not have a watch like we do. And the prayer thing allows us to find patience when it doesn't really happen as quickly as we'd hoped. Yeah, that's really good. So, well, that is all the questions that we have for this week. So, did you care to add anything else that we missed? No, I just, I'm loving the dialogue with people. I think for all of us, we've never really thought about these things in this way. For me, it was an eye opener that God can love me unconditionally, but still have desires and plans for me um, beyond what I thought. And once you start kind of tapping into those, boy, it really gets exciting. Yeah, that's awesome. So, Well, thanks for writing the book, and uh, thanks for this awesome series that we're going through and all that you do, man. So, Love it. Look forward awesome. to next time. Yeah, let's keep it going. So we look forward to you guys and gals. Uh, keep tuning in and share it with your family, share it with your friends, and uh, keep asking questions because that's what we're here to do is learn together and grow together and um, just to be a part of the uh, part of the vine together, so to speak. So, so there we go. Have a great Labor Day weekend, and uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Hey, thanks so much for listening. We're really glad that you chose to be part of the podcast. Again, submit your questions to hashtag RGPodcast, and we'd love for you to go to iTunes and to write a review of the podcast. That helps us out so much. Spread the word, share it with others, and we'll talk to you next time.